Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Raise your hand if you could be stressed. Not even like if you're sure you're stressed, if there's a chance that your cortisol levels in your body are a little elevated just because of how busy you've been or how chaotic life has been or just because the world has been a hot mess expressed for the last couple of years. Um, if you feel a little overwhelmed in this season of your life or you're just trying to juggle it all and balance it all, this episode is for you, my friend. I get this on so many levels, especially if you're an achiever like me. I feel like we just like embody stress and carry it in our bodies all the time because we're always thinking about the next thing that has to be done or the next milestone we need to hit in our life. And it's like, ah, overwhelming. So (laughs) we're going to dig into a few tips for managing stress that have really helped me over the last year as I've done a lot of healing and just recovering and restoring of my health and my well-being. So let's dig into this one, seven tips to manage stress. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Last year, I started working with a dietitian to originally it was for the sake of like helping me make better food choices and understanding what can support my body, heal my acne, all the things. It was more to just have accountability. I had been working with a functional doctor and that was helpful for learning what I needed to do. But I also really wanted someone that I could like regularly check in with over Zoom or Voxer or something like that. Um, And so I started working with a dietitian virtually. And it was so funny because in our first meeting, she's like, look, you are a high achiever. You've got a lot going on. You are burning on all cylinders. She's like, I don't really think my job here is going to be, I'm sure to offer you some support on, you know, what nutrients can be helpful to support your thyroid and certain things like that. She's like, but I think my primary job is going to be to help you manage stress and even manage stress around some of the changes you're making lifestyle wise so that you don't feel like you have to do them perfectly. And so that they don't become like an obsession. And I was like, you just saw right through me. Awesome. Okay, great. (laughs) So anyways, we started working together, built this really great relationship. And um, about two, three months into working together, maybe about two months into working together, she had suggested I do something called a Dutch test. I don't remember what Dutch stands for. You could look it up, but it's basically like a P test um, if you want to know. And it can measure certain things in your body, like your cortisol levels and different hormone levels and how your body's methylating certain things and a bunch of fancy language that is not my expertise. And so you do these like series of dry urine tests basically over the course of two days. And so it will show you in your test results, like your trend to be able to say like, okay, here's how your cortisol levels are rising and falling. You know, are they within range of what's ideal or normal? Could they be better? 
And so anyways, we got those test results back and she's like, all right, well, your cortisol is in the toilet. And I thought that was a good thing. I was like, oh, good. So I'm not stressed. She's like, no, you were so chronically stressed for so long that your body is just like, I'm done. We're not going to be producing. Basically, she's like, your adrenals are completely tapped. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. (laughs) So what do we do about that? From there, that's where like even more so than what we had already kind of talked about in the beginning of our working relationship, um, managing stress really became our focus. Like we had some conversations about nutrients and foods and even nutrients that could help support my adrenals and things like that. But it really became focused on like, okay, what am I doing to support my adrenals, not only with food, but also with like sleep and rest and stress management and all of those things. And so, I mean, that has really ever since that conversation and that realization for the last, now it's probably been like six or eight months since then, my primary focus has been simplification and managing stress. Um, I even simplified our business for the summer months to do that. We really trimmed down what we were going to do and like focused on. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do like one thing really well for right now. It's really simple. Simplification and stress management has been a focus of mine for the sake of my well-being, for the sake of my family. And it's been a very uh, humbling journey, I would say, because I tend to just go, go, go. And if you're anything like me, you probably do as well. So all of that said, I've had to learn like some simple and doable steps and just disciplines that I can implement into my life, some of which come more naturally to me than others. But these few that I'm going to share with you, I think have been the most life-giving, have made the most difference. I definitely can feel that I have more energy than I did because I was when we did that test, I think it was like December of 2019 or something. I was like sleeping all the time because I was so exhausted. Like I was sleeping until like one in the afternoon sometimes. Like I didn't want to get out of bed. And I was like, am I depressed? Like what's going on? And once we made the connection to like my adrenals aren't blown, um, it all of a sudden made a lot of sense. And so as I've implemented a lot of these things, I've noticed just feeling myself again a lot through the process. And even if you're not in a position where you have, you know, you're completely tapped out and your adrenals are blown, I want to make sure that I share these with you so that you don't end up in a position where <laughs> your adrenals are blown. Because I don't think we've like, I, I don't even think we realize how many stressors are in our life and our environment, even if we don't have a very stressful work life, like just getting on social media can cause stress in our life. Like, I just think because of how interconnected we are, there's a chronic level of stress that I think just affects our body and our day-to-day without us even realizing it, even if we don't feel overwhelmed, like even if we can't like sense that we're overwhelmed. And so I'm going to share with you seven different things that have really helped me manage my stress and that have actually been the most enjoyable ways to manage my stress. I don't do anything too complex, but these few things have been really helpful. The very first is technology boundaries. So once I found this out, she was like, one thing that can really help is she kind of explained trying to limit blue light, especially right before bed because of our sleep-wake cycles and the way that our bodies process light. And so she's like, if you're going to be on a device before bed, make sure you're using blue light glasses, but try to you know, have no screen time one hour before bed. So that's when I started really implementing the practice of like reading before bed, taking a nice long hot shower before bed, you know, washing my face, folding laundry, like doing a few things that are not just sitting in front of a screen until I fall asleep. Um, So that has really helped my sleep quality, which I'll get to next using blue light glasses again. And some of the boundaries that we've set in addition to, you know, trying to limit screen time at least one hour before bed. Also trying to make sure we don't allow phones into the bedroom. That's just like, you know, our space to kind of, we want to look at that as like a refuge and a place to sleep, a place to relax, a place to restore 
not a place to be plugged into the rest of the world. So we leave our phones in the kitchen on airplane mode once we turn them off for the evening. Um, And that's just been a really good practice. We've always kind of done that, but pretty inconsistently, like we'll do it for a few months and then we get off track. And so implementing those boundaries and really trying to hold each other accountable has been something that's just a very simple step to take. It's like, I don't really need to be in my phone one hour before going to sleep. The next thing that I've done is try to focus on consistent sleep. Interestingly enough, my dietitian told me, like when I told her, I was like, yeah, I've been sleeping a lot. Maybe this is like when she was explaining that I had adrenal fatigue. I was like, should I not be sleeping so much? She's like, no, sleep more. Like your body is telling you like it's healing itself. And so she said, sleep is probably the most healing thing that you can do for adrenal fatigue, which I thought was really interesting. And so she was like, I love getting to tell you this, sleep as much as you want, sleep as much as you can. So obviously this can really depend on you know your commitments and your life and, and if you have little ones or all of those things. So sometimes consistent sleep sounds like a great thing and isn't always um, you know available to you. But when it is, or if it is in any capacity, Try to just make it your priority to prioritize your sleep as much as possible. Again, it varies per season of life and your current obligations. But if it's a situation where you're not getting good sleep because you're purposely, like maybe because you're, you know, purposely studying late at night or you're procrastinating on studying until 11 p.m. and then you're up till 3 a.m., like maybe it's time to change that habit. Maybe it's time to say, like, I am going to prioritize my sleep. And so that means I need to be in bed every night by 11 o'clock so that I can get a full seven hours or whatever that might look like. So, Try to prioritize that over being plugged in on social media, watching, binge watching your show till one in the morning. Trust me, we do it too occasionally. Like occasionally it's fine. But if that's like a habit of yours that you're doing every single night, try to kick that if you can. And, you know, try to just make some adjustments. Maybe don't commit yourself to so much. Maybe you don't need to be taking 5 million classes this semester, or maybe you don't need to be taking, you know, or doing and volunteering for everything under the sun. Maybe you just do one extracurricular, or maybe you you know, scale back on all the building you're trying to do in your business. Like, I don't know what your schedule and what your obligations are, but evaluate what's on your plate and say, is this helping me prioritize my sleep or is it actually making it impossible to prioritize sleep? That's something that can make a huge difference. And I was so surprised when she said like, literally doing nothing but sleeping can actually heal your adrenals. So that can be a huge stress manager as well. Um, The next thing is routines. Now this is like, I feel like this is kind of obvious. It's like, yeah. But I what I really feel strongly about the whole routines thing in the sense that I really feel strongly about simple routines. I think we hear about morning routines. If you ever find like a morning routine thing, like a pin on Pinterest, and it's like seven things that they do before they start their day, I'm like, oh, that just feels like such a schedule. Like I don't like to wake up and feel like do this and do this and do this and do this. So what I decided to do is just have one thing that I like to do when I wake up in the morning and one thing that I like to do before I go to bed. So During the warmer months, for example, we like to get up and we just go for a morning walk. That's how we start our day. It gets us out in the fresh air. It gets us moving a little bit. I don't get up every morning. And some mornings I do a workout if I have extra time in the morning before my meetings start or before I have to do anything. But I don't don't work out anymore every morning like I used to. I used to think that was the only way to be productive. Now, sometimes I'm like, actually, after sitting and editing my book for four hours in the afternoon, it feels great to go for a jog or it feels great to do a Zumba class or to, you know, do a Peloton ride. And so... Um, I think sometimes we can get so rigid with what we're supposed to do that we don't actually do what feels healthy and sustainable and right for us. And so anyways, we just do a walk first thing in the morning. That's kind of how we kick off our day. Usually we'll just talk about things. Sometimes we'll pray. It just depends on what that looks like. In the evening before bed, I like to read or journal. Journaling is a really enjoyable practice for me to just kind of reflect on the day. But the thing that I hate about journaling typically is that when I just have a blank page looking at me, I'm like, what do I write? Do I include every detail of my day? 
do I just pray? Like, do I prayer journal? What if I don't really have a lot to pray today and I don't have a lot of words coming to my mind? Do I just not write anything? Like, it can just feel super overwhelming, I think, sometimes to journal. And then sometimes guided journals feel like there's just like way too much going on. So that's why I created um, our Own Your Everyday Journal, which is available now if you want to go grab it on soulscripts.com. Just came out this week. But that's why I created this because I was like, I need a very simple practice or like discipline that helps me like kind of document like, hey, here's some things I'm celebrating from today. Here's what I'm thankful for. And here's a goal for tomorrow. And just something really, really simple. So this journal asks three questions. What was a win from today? You can document as many as you want, whether they're big or small, whether it's as big as, you know, I got a new job or as small as, you know, I decluttered my closet or something like that. So, you know, it has what was a win from today? What was a lesson from today? If God taught you anything or an experience made you realize something, you know, if you have any lessons from the day, you get to jot them down. And then what's a goal for tomorrow? The goal for tomorrow can be really simple. Like tomorrow I want to get up and run first thing in the morning or tomorrow I want to declutter my closet or I want to be careful not to, you know, snap at my husband because I know I'm on my period and grumpy. Like whatever it is, you can make that whatever fits your life. And then ideally the next day's win is that you followed through on the goal you set the day before. So this is a great thing to do five minutes before bed when instead of scrolling social media, it's a way to look back on your day and say, what was something to celebrate? Even if I feel like I'm stuck in a rut or I'm not where I want to be in life and I just have been so focused on what isn't going right, let me let me shift my mindset and focus on what can I celebrate? What is going right? What was a, something worth you know celebrating today? What was a blessing from today? And so anyways, it has three questions and it's just a five minute or less practice that you could do every single night before bed. And so whether it's reading for, you know, a half hour or journaling for five minutes, doing something that kind of helps slow down my mind, reflect on the day, you know, learn something interesting, you know, relax in that way is super life-giving for me and really helps me and makes a really simple evening routine. So whether it's, you know, taking a hot shower before bed or sitting down to read or both, just having one or two things that you do to kind of close out your day that isn't staring at the TV screen or scrolling social media is a huge way to help manage stress. And it's a routine rhythm you can implement into your life without feeling like routines are super complicated. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, 
You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. The next thing that I would say, the next tip for managing stress is to declutter as much as possible. Honestly, simplifying, like I said, not only my schedule and my commitments, but also my space has made a huge difference. I even like organized the apps on my phone and cleaned up the desktop on my computer. Just, I actually was reading a book called Cozy Minimalist Home by my friend Michael and Smith. And she referenced a study that was done that basically proved that excess stuff like clutter in our house and our spaces for women, it causes on average, it causes women's cortisol levels to rise. It's not so prevalent in men, but this is super prevalent in women. And I believe it because if like there's stuff all over my counters or, and I'm not like, well, I kind of am a neat freak, but not to the point where it bothers me if something's out of place for a little while, you know, but it's more of one of those things where I like clear surfaces. I function better when there's less stuff surrounding me, when there's less to sift through. And so when we moved into our new house, something that we did is, well, first we got rid of a lot of stuff when we were moving, but then we noticed like as they were bringing in boxes and unloading them, I was like, half of this stuff I don't know where to put in this house because that decoration doesn't fit in this house anymore or some of these keepsake things that we'd like to hold on to but that we don't have any use for. Like I don't want those taking up space in my in my rooms or my upstairs closets. And so we have this storage space in our basement and I just had them put like the majority of decor items and extra books and boxes of stuff from childhood and football stuff and random tools we don't use, but you know, we rarely use, I guess is the better way to say it. Like we need them once a year, but we don't use them daily. A lot of that stuff I just stored away in the basement and anything I felt like I either don't know what to do with. If I knew for sure I didn't want it, I got rid of it. If I was like, I don't have a use for this anytime in the next few months. So let me get it out of sight, out of mind. And what I did is I focused on creating a simple and functional space with minimal stuff in it. 
in our house. And that really helped me, uh, especially in the chaos of moving in, like when it feels like your life's upside down to begin with, really simplifying and decluttering and just keeping excess stuff out of the way made a huge difference in how I felt in the process. And it's actually, I've found like, I just like having less stuff, not like so minimalism that I have like a single pair of underwear and a chair in the corner. That's not what I mean. I just mean like simplifying and making sure your spaces are functional and not piled full of stuff. And so we even created like a little catch-all space in our kitchen. We have a basket that we just toss like our keys and wallet and whatever random stuff change, like stuff that you would pull out of your pockets and normally just throw on the counter. We put into that basket and then right next to that basket is where we put any unopened mail that we need to get to like bills or you know documents or whatever that are sent to us so that all this stuff is in one place and then the rest of the counter space is very clear. So whatever that might look like for you, whether that's decluttering your closet, getting some bins to put your shoes in so your shoes aren't all over your closet or those sweatshirts that are on your top shelf that always seem to just become disorganized really fast, making some steps like that to just make your space feel a little bit less cluttered and a little bit less you know all over the place can really help I think with um, that, at least that's really helped me with managing stress. And so the fact that there's actually a study that has proven that excess stuff and clutter can cause women's cortisol levels to rise. I think that's worth knowing and probably worth making an effort on. And plus it's really like satisfying to declutter and spend a weekend or a Saturday going through stuff and just getting rid of it. It's truly like so life-giving. Okay. Another tip is really fresh air. I know that sounds like kind of obvious, but really going for a walk, sitting on your patio, you know, taking deep breaths. Sometimes in the middle of my workday, I just go sit on our front porch or I will literally lay on the sidewalk in our front yard. (laughs) Like I'll just go out there if I have a 20 minute break in between calls or whatever it is that I'm doing. Sometimes I just sit out there and every now and then a neighbor will like see me like laying on my porch and they're just like, hey, (laughs) but getting a little bit of fresh air and just breaking up your day that way as much as possible, I have found has really helped just kind of reset me for the day. So that's definitely something to consider. Another thing I would say is have hobbies now or find a hobby that you can make a true hobby. I used to suck at having hobbies. And quite honestly, I'm not the best at it still. Matt's always been really great at it. That man is like a renaissance man. He loves to play guitar. He likes to fish. He likes to hunt. He likes to play golf. Like one minute he's Bear Grylls and the next minute he's like this fancy golf pro. And I'm like, what is happening? I literally cannot keep up. Anyways, so if if multi-passionate was like, a thing men talked about, he would be the picture of it. Okay. So anyways, he has a lot of hobbies, but one thing he's been really good at is keeping his hobbies, hobbies. And for an ambitious soul like my own, typically whenever I would find a hobby, whether it was, you know, writing or anything else, I would turn it into some sort of job. (laughs) I would monetize it somehow um, because it felt more productive that way. It felt more like my time was being used for something worthwhile that way. And so Matt has taught me a lot about just the importance of having hobbies. In fact, when I first started everything that I do now, when I first started Little Baby Etsy Shop Soul Scripts back in my senior year of college, it was because I was like busting my butt at school and working really hard. And Matt was like, you know, I picked up guitar. I was a student athlete and I picked up guitar to have a creative outlet. Maybe you should, you know, start a little Etsy shop and have a creative outlet. I don't think he realized that I would take like, I think he thought like, oh, small little Etsy shop, make like a sale a month and it's just something creative for you to work on. He didn't really know, I don't think me as well at the time we were just dating, that like I take something and I go all in on it and I turn it into like a whole full-on production. (laughs) So within six months, he's like, is this really a creative outlet? Because it's turned into like a full-on business now. And I was like, nope, it's now my job in my life. And it's been such a blessing and I'm glad that I did it. But 
because of that, my tendency is like, oh, if I find something I'm good at or I like, I'm going to turn it into a job. So anyways, um, he's been really good at the last, at, over the last year or two at really just challenging me to like, hey, find something you enjoy doing and don't use it for work or do anything with it for work. So a couple of those things have been reading and we'll read out on our back patio when the weather allows for it and just spending more time reading. I enjoy that a lot because I'm a words person. And then gardening. Gardening is something that I've picked up um, over the last year or two, last couple seasons. And I suck at it, quite honestly. Like it's definitely not my strength. So definitely can't monetize anything with gardening. (laughs) But it's been just like a fun project for us to work on and for me to learn and to get my hands in the dirt and work with my hands because I usually work with my brain a lot. Like I work with my brain, like I'm always thinking and communicating. So it's my mouth and my brain that are pretty much my whole career. So doing something that allows me to work with my hands and not feel like I have to like get a certain result with it is really good for me. So I would just suggest, especially if you're anything like me um, and tend to just turn every passion into some sort of project or job or whatever, just remember that it's okay to have passions for the sake of having passions and for the sake of having fun. I encourage you to just try something creative. And and it might need to, if you're anything like me, it may still need to be something that feels fruitful. Like I tried painting, but I was like, painting, it just feels like I'm, I'm not getting anything out of it. Like I wasn't enjoying the process. If I was enjoying a process, maybe that'd be worth it. But I was like, I'm not really enjoying it because I don't really like the process of it. And then it just becomes something that sits in my house because I'm not selling it. I'm not doing anything with it. So then I kind of pivoted into the gardening side. And I was like, at least with gardening, I can, you know, eat the food and I can see the harvest come up, even if I'm not actually, you know, it's only for our benefit. So that helps with my brain that feels like if I'm going to invest time into something, it better be productive and worthwhile. So that may be how you are too. So maybe consider something like gardening or home decor or something that feels like it's something you can benefit from beyond just like, it's fun, you know? The other thing I would say, this is something that can be tough, especially if you find yourself in a season and where you're just kind of like not feeling it or just overwhelmed, but really make it your mission to laugh a lot more. That's been something that I, for the last six or so months, have tried to just focus on in terms of having friends over more often, like doing things outside of our norm, um, learning new games or watching silly videos or just being goofy, you know, and just allowing myself to kind of have a little bit more fun and be a little bit more silly in our life and just be young. I kind of felt like for a little while, I was so focused on my responsibilities and all the things I wanted to do and needed to achieve that I forgot to like be a kid. You know, I'm still in my 20s. And yes, I've done a lot and been very busy and I'm kind of an old soul at heart. Like I drink tea every night at 9 p.m. and like to snuggle up and go to bed. But regardless, like as much as I tend to be an old soul and look at life through kind of an old soul lens, I also, you know, I was with a friend not too long ago and she's kind of my goofy fun friend that I just love so much. And I was like, I need to be, I need to spend more time with you because you just keep me like my age, not even like you keep me young. Like you just keep me my age, which is young. (laughs) And she's just, you know, we laugh with them. They're a couple friend of ours and they just remind us to, to laugh and be silly. And I think I kind of lost that for a, for a little while because being in a season of life that was, you know, so fast paced for so like we got married and then it was like, okay, figure out how to survive because Matt had just gotten cut from the NFL. And then it turned into like, oh God, we're building these businesses and we're traveling all the time. And it was just busy all the time and just trying to find what it is that we really enjoy doing and make it work and all of that. And then we bought a house and we had all this land and the land was a stress to manage in that season of our life while we were trying to travel. And we just felt like, I think we just got so caught up in the responsibilities and all the things we could achieve and do that. And especially me, I think Matt's always been pretty good at this, but me, I just kind of like 
forgot to just laugh a lot and be silly and be fun and be in your 20s. You know, you only get to be this season one. So whatever age you are, whether you're in your 20s, 30s or 40s or whatever, like look at that as like, this is a time of my life. Like this is, this is the good old days and I want to have more fun. So I'm going to make sure that we do like recently we went and played something um, called foaling, which is just like the goofiest thing I've ever heard of, but it's literally bowling pins and then you throw a football at it. So it's actually a lot harder than you would think, but you bowl with a football. <laughs> and my husband was really good at it because he was a long snapper. So he's really good at like snapping a football and like precisely hitting a target. So he carried the team on his back. I literally didn't hit a single pin, but we went with some friends of ours and we just had so much fun and we laughed our butts off because it was just so goofy and we looked ridiculous doing it. And so finding more opportunities to do that kind of stuff, I think is really necessary, especially if you find yourself in a season of overwhelm, like make sure you're laughing, find something that you find funny, get yourself around people that keep life a little bit more lighthearted, especially if you're walking through a hard season or you're carrying a lot of responsibilities Remember, like, try not to take yourself so seriously. Be silly, have fun, laugh more. It really can make such a huge difference on the stress level and just the way that you're feeling when it comes to managing stress. Okay, so there you have it. Seven tips to managing stress in ways that you can integrate into your everyday life. This is not, you know, anything complicated. I don't think any of this really is going to cost you any money. It's just going to take a little bit of intentionality. If you have a spouse or a significant other or a close friend that you can ask to just keep you in check with a couple of these things or help support you. And maybe just pick two or three of them to start with. You don't have to do all seven. Maybe say, you know what? I am going to make it my mission to get consistent sleep more often, and I'm going to try to find a hobby. Great. Those are two huge steps in the right direction. And I didn't take all these steps at one time. I took one at a time over the course of six or seven months. And so just do one at a time. Make it your mission to manage your stress, to remember to have fun, to laugh, and to enjoy your life because you only get to live once. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.